Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Right, let's do this, shall we? Back to normal with the Football Social Daily. Looking at all the goings on in the Premier League. If you're a Manchester United fan, go back and check out yesterday's special club in crisis podcast. We teamed up with Manchester United fan channel full-time Devils to hear from some real fans about the situation at the club right now. It's an hour-long special. If you're a red, it's worth a listen. Go back and listen to it. There are some angry people in Manchester right now. But today, we're going to be catching up on the latest news from the England camp ahead of their Friday night qualifier against the Czech Republic. Gareth Bale looks like he's definitely on his way out of Real Madrid this January again. Is he going to be coming to the Premier League? We'll try and answer that question. And you know what? We've got to talk about Instagram gates. We've got to talk about Colleen Rooney versus Rebecca Vardy. Oh, it may be tabloid tittle tittle. It's definitely international break. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, I thought there's no footballing merit in this story at all, but it is on the back pages of every single paper. It doesn't belong on the back pages, so that's where it is. So we'll try and find some footballing news within that story somehow. But in the studio today, you've got me, I'm Jim Salverson, we've got Stefan over there. Hello. We've got Niall over there. Hello, Jim. Uh, shall we start with England? So you can get a full preview on tomorrow's podcast. Hit subscribe and make sure you get that podcast as soon as it's ready. It will just appear in your podcasting app. But first, the big news is James Madison has pulled out of the England squad because of illness, which I'm actually pretty disappointed about because I wanted to see him playing for England. I think he's one of the most exciting players in the squad right now. I think everyone wanted to see him playing for England, to be honest. I don't think you can begrudge the fact that he's been called up by Gareth Southgate. He's been called up for the last few squads. I think he got his first call up last season, mm. but he hasn't actually played a game yet, which is quite baffling. He's really. never played for England. He's never played for England. He's wow. not got a single cap. He's been waiting and waiting and waiting. He sat on the bench for the last two qualifiers against Kosovo, and then there mm-hmm. was one against Bulgaria as well. So he's just but, slowly <laughs> being introduced into the cell. Well, I think the problem is with Madison is it's 
the system that Gareth Southgate likes to play. The, the talk is that Madison doesn't fit into that system. Okay. But Madison, as everyone knows, the stat has been sort of at the top of the, the list of stats from last season. But Most chances it, created in the Premier League. It's he can be a box-to-box midfielder because well, that's, that's what you need from a midfielder in... Why is that what Southgate needs to be a box-to-box midfielder for the England side? The question is... Though, he's a versatile player. Surely he can fit the, in anywhere. This is the point. Most chances created in the Premier League last season. Surely you find a way to fit him in. If he's that good... You find a way to fit him in. He's certainly one of Leicester's better players, and you've got to feel for him. You know, getting ill at mm. this time when he was pretty much certain to play. The pressure would have been building on Southgate to to give him at least a few minutes in these games against the Czech Republic on Friday night and Bulgaria on Monday. Plus, I'm really gutted for him, but yeah, you would have expected him to make a start by now. But but you look at some of the players over the years that haven't really had flourishing England careers. I hate to say it as a Portsmouth fan, but you think of someone like Matt Letizia, apart from the fact he was fat for most of his career. He, 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 uh, a great left peg, by the way. Eight England caps. How many caps did Paul Merson have? I don't know. he's one of them types of players exactly, as well. You know? and, you know, so what and, would you do? If you're Gareth Southgate, you want to give James Madison... Suppose, for example, and people say he can't fit into the England setup. I'm, I'm with you kind of there, Stefan. I'm not yeah. sure I quite buy that he can't fit into... That setup, even in the existing yeah. formation, I don't really get that he can't necessarily do that. I mean, the, the argument is he hasn't got the legs. Well, inverted just, commas. I don't really know what that means. I agree. So, what do you do if you're Gareth Southgate? Do you take the chance in these qualifiers and play him on the in the off chance that it won't work against middling opposition? Well, let best? me just say this: Well, you say middling opposition. Take what chance? Take what risk? There's no They're risk. playing Bulgaria. <laughs> England will thump those two teams. If you're gonna play James Madison. Play him against Kosovo. Niall, Niall. Kosovo, Kos- Kosovo are flying. They are They're flying. Unbelievable team. But, you know, they were in great form going into the last game against England. They got so, thrashed 5 so, 0. So, what I'm saying, or 5 2 in the Do end. you play him in the current system, which supposedly he's not play playing, though? Just play or him. Or do you change the system just play him. to an unfamiliar one for the team? Even if which you bring him on it? for the second 45 well, minutes and play something different. England will win the game. England will win against Czech Republic and they'll mm. win against Bulgaria this weekend as well. Another, just like they did in the last qualifiers. I just think, give Madison some minutes. And then how do you know if he doesn't work if you don't try him? Obviously, mm. they've got training for these sorts of things. But England training camps, they aren't as rigorous. And, it's not the same it's as, not the same as game, club, is it? Really? No. So the only way you can try is put him in a game. Mm. And why not put him in a game, as you say, against Midland opposition where the risk is far less and England are going to win anyway? Well, we're not going to get that opportunity to see it now because he has pulled out. He's ill. Fabian Delft, Tom Heaton are two names that have pulled out as well. They're out because of injury. You can't really see it having a massive impact on how England are going to do in those games. And in the group in general, England doing all right. 12 points plus 15 goal difference, which can't be sniffed at. We've already discussed the kind of opposition they're facing and the kind of opposition they will face going forward. But there has been a little bit of criticism over England's defence over the last few games. They looked pretty clumsy mm. in the other game against Kosovo. Mm. And Trent Alexander-Arnold said in this press conference earlier today that England need to concede fewer goals, which is one of the basics of football, right? You concede yeah. fewer goals, you score more. But is that a concern for England? Because if they are conceding goals against the likes of Kosovo, when they come to the tournament proper and they play a team like Germany... Or the Netherlands yeah, you, or you saw it, you saw it happen against the Netherlands in, in the what what was the, the Nations, Nations League, League yeah. or yeah. something, yeah. whatever yeah. that yeah. that scheme was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Great tournament. I liked um, it. Yeah, I, I struggle with like Euro qualifying and things like that because the games tend to not be that exciting, to be honest with you. No. Um, who have they got in their group? Czech Republic, Kosovo, Montenegro, and Bulgaria. The top of the group for full points, maximum points from four games, and uh, they don't really need to be that great. Um, 
it's when it's when you get into the finals. Obviously, mm. um, if you look to that Kosovo performance, which was a great game by the way, really good fun. What to was watch. the score in the end? I said five nil just now. I, I think, think it, it was five three. Five or something three. Crazy. Five three. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Kosovo had a few chances later on. If they're to do that against a team like Holland, like we saw in the Nations League, mm. then then they will be undone. But it's the same old story with England, though, isn't it? Walk the group stages, maximum points, get yeah. to the tournament, and look completely unprepared. I don't think England have lost a home qualifier for ten years. <laughs> Something crazy like that. And I don't yeah, think yeah, at Wembley. And when you lost. consider the standard think... of football that England have played over those ten years, it's an incredible stat. Well, it's just the classic England always qualify apart from. 2008 under Steve McLaren, yeah. but everyone's erased that from their, their mind. The, <laughs> the Wally, Wally with, the, with Brawley. the Brawley. Yeah, that's it. Roy Hodgson's England record for qualification. I don't think he lost a single. I think he won every single qualifier, Roy mm. Hodgson. We got to the tournament, Euro 2012, were knocked out. World Cup 2014, we were poor. And I think Costa Rica got through the group at our expense. Um, so England qualifying wise, they always do well. It's those bigger games against the bigger opposition, which I think is what the Nations League was brought in to try and do really eradicate those pointless meaningless yeah, qualifiers and qualifiers, friendlies wasn't it? Yeah. and give tougher opposition a chance to compete against each other what i like about this this round of qualifying is he's taken out players who are clearly not informed deli ali's mm. gone jesse lingard's yeah. gone and that's great and which that, he promised that, to do all along yeah, southgate that, said if you're not playing that, well you're not going to play that really paved the way for madison so so therefore it is is a shame that he's not playing they do need to start conceding less goals though. Yeah. i mean you can't concede three to kosovo and not be concerned as you mentioned i mean when you look at the england back line, i mean england going forward look as exciting as they've looked in years at the moment but the back line is a concern part of it i think is to do with the style of play and we've seen players making mistakes rather than defensive frailties and a tactical that base. That was the problem from against playing, Kosovo. Yeah, playing out from the back but seems to be a bit of an issue. So to, to be fair to Kosovo, I forgot the name of the lad who plays up top for them, but he, he, plays, he plays for Lazio. He's he's a top, top player, yeah, and he, so he's been, no shame in that. He's been linked all over the place as well, yeah. Mariki, at the moment. But you're right, Jim, I think. The goals the that England have conceded, yeah, the though, goals like. England conceded have been from those mistakes you know, you think John Stone's trying to play the ball out from the back. Yeah. That's classic John Stone's, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, gets caught when do you, clumsy Maguire penalty. Yeah, when do you ever see John Stones make a mistake and you think quite often? Yeah, but I mean, I mean in terms, <laughs> yeah, quite often, obviously. But I, I mean, in terms of oh, he's been turned inside out, or his positioning's yeah, bad, completely. or he's in the poor spot, or whatever. You never really say that. It's always it's oh, John Stones on the ball. Errors. He gives you the jitters. You know he's I mean? not the strongest in the air, but that doesn't seem to be where he makes the mistakes. If that makes well, Manchester sense. Manchester City as a team aren't very strong mm. in the air. Uh, defending set pieces and attacking set pieces, I think, has been pinpointed as as sort of the big weakness if there ever was one with, with Manchester City but they, they keep the ball so well they don't really need to worry about that too much Who's your best England back four at the moment then? Who would oh, you be pl- picking if you were going if you are Southgate and you're going this is our strongest four Well Kyle Walker's not in not in the squad Nope which is pretty crazy because he's having a good season Alexander-Arnold but again defensively he doesn't offer you much oh, no. I'd have Kieran Trippier in there starting alongside Stones and Maguire I think I prefer him Well Stones is injured but if, if everyone was fit I yeah, guess yeah. is this yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I don't think Michael Keane's good enough to be in the England squad personally, but I mean he's the best we've got. Left backs are a, a question, isn't it? Tough because one, isn't it? Shaw, if he was fit, would be a consideration. Yeah, Obviously, you there's can see chi- where the concern is, can't you? When you're looking well, at the quality, there's not a lot. Before we move on, on Trent Alexander-Arnold, there was a suggestion you mentioned, like going forward, brilliant defensively, mm-hmm. maybe not quite as strong. Jamie Carragher suggested this week that he could be Liverpool's answer to Kevin De Bruyne that he could move into that midfield role and play kind of the playmaker 
instead of why is defensive. he, why can is he you, saying that? Why is he like saying a, that? I don't know. It feels like a weird thing. Is he to watching? Say. Is he watching games that we're not watching? <laughs> I don't know. So hey, we're saying no. That's not happening. Why would you do that when you when, when Liverpool top of the league, clear by eight points, <laughs> lost the league by one point last season, and won the Champions League, and you want to change Trent Alexander Arnold's position? No, him, what? Him, 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 and Robertson have had the perfect balance. I think they do. I think he's year. just saying he's got the technical ability. To I think play Jamie Carragher's saying what he wished he did in right, his okay. career. Well, James Madison's got the technical ability to do that. You know, sign him from Leicester. It Why not sign it, someone who's good enough to do that rather than compromise someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's been so successful? Why would you do that? That's crazy. That's like you know, replacing the wheels on your car with wheels from a beetle or something you think oh yeah they look cool and that might be stylish but, but it's probably not going to work I kind of feel like Madison would be a more successful version of Shakiri, just like you know kind of nice link play in between you know behind the front two I think it would work quite well for as them, you right? say it's working very well for them having an attacking yeah. fullback that can bomb forward and get assists and get the ball in the box rather than converting him into a midfielder right we're going to come back in a minute we're going to talk about Gareth Bale's future is it in the Premier League we're also going to talk about Rebecca Vardy versus Colleen Rooney we'll do it in a minute Football Social Daily subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode Football Social Daily Premier League Updates Welcome back to Football Social Daily from Sports Social. Don't forget, if you've got an Alexa, you can get the new Sports Social Alexa skill where you can find daily team news on every single Premier League team, whoever it is you support, as well as match reports available first thing after the final whistle. Just go to your Alexa device and say Open Sports Social and you can find a load of stuff in there. Right, let's move on and talk about Gareth Bale, who apparently is angry and fed up with life in Spain. (laughs) Looks like he's definitely going to be leaving Real Madrid over the next... Well... January, I expect. But is he going to be coming to the Premier League? It seems like the obvious destination, but A, who would want him? B, who can afford him? Interesting question. Well, who can afford him? Manchester United, Manchester City, maybe Liverpool. Manchester City wouldn't want him, would he? No, 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 but but who could afford him? We narrow it down first, but the top clubs could afford him. Mm. That's the easy part of the question. Who would want him is the hard part. I don't know where he'd fit in. I don't know where he'd go. Man United would be such an obvious one and that'd just be the epitome of all the bad decisions that Man United have done over like the last seven years. It feels like such a Sanchez move, doesn't it? Oh, it, it feels like I would Sanchez say it's even too. worse than a Sanchez <laughs> move. Do you know what it is? Because at least Sanchez had form um, when yeah. he was coming into Man United. We heard it from the full-time Devils lads on the, the special sports social podcast we did with them on Wednesday and they were saying that Fans give Paul Pogba a lot of stick because he's worth 90 million quid and he sometimes doesn't turn in 90 million quid performances, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. But you take Paul Pogba out of that team and United look significantly weaker. And as as maybe not as good as Pogba should have been in a Manchester United shirt, certainly he offers a lot more when he's in the team than he does when he's out of it. Yep. Gareth Bale is always injured. Manchester United fans, it's not going to wash with them if they sign Gareth Bale on an equivalent wage to what Sanchez was on, who mm. was equivalently poor slash injured all the time. Gareth He'll Bell's turn him played more than 30 games once since was this uh, is, 2013. This is why Real Madrid fans don't like Gareth Bale. It's not because of his quality. And everyone says, oh, Gareth Bale's been disrespected. He has, from our perspective in England, from the perspective of the Real Madrid fans, they saw Gareth Bale as an heir to Cristiano Ronaldo. They knew mm. in the next three, four, five seasons Ronaldo was going to be off. Gareth Bale misses a third, 33% roughly, of games a season. 
You can't be without your star man for 33% of the season, a third of the season without Gareth Bale. And it's not necessary that's his why they fault, is it? No, but he's injured, but that's why they don't like him. Because yeah. he doesn't stay fit, and then when he comes back from injury, he expects to be straight in the start in 11. Well, managers don't work like mm. that. They don't go, Bale's fit, we'll chuck him straight back in. Because if it's a risk of getting him injured again, You've got, and he's out again, then you don't do it. So You've got look- to say in Bale's defence, though, he has scored some massive goals for Real Madrid yeah. at very, very important times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great I think, goals as I think, well. I think that's kept him going year after year in Madrid but it's it's a tragic tale isn't it every every few months it pops up that he wants to leave mm. his sulking is upset I suppose like, the, whether Zidane leaves before him that could really make a difference in his future but if you go through the list you just came up with Manchester United doesn't really feel like the kind of player they're going for at the moment Liverpool probably not good enough probably don't need really him. to play for Liverpool and they don't need him Chelsea he's good enough to play for Liverpool transfer ban Really, with the current crop, he's good enough to play for Liverpool in the Liverpool squad. Hundred percent. But he wouldn't be a starter in that front probably three, would not. he? Probably not. And then he, so, so would he want that move? No, probably not. But I mean, you can't say he was not good enough to play for Liverpool. If, if it if it wasn't for the transfer ban, I would say go to Chelsea and yeah. play with a young team around you and be, and be that little touch of experience that these players need. That could fit really nicely. Let me throw a scenario at you. Obviously, Tottenham is the club he gets linked with all the time. Doesn't really fit because of the wage structure at Tottenham. Levy doesn't really like spending any money at all. Pochettino goes to Real Madrid, takes Harry Kane with him. As part of the make-weight, Bale comes the other way. Wages subsidised by Real Madrid. Could that happen? Could that work? It would have to be a loan move then in that case. If wages were subsidised, it would have to be like what Inter Milan Mm. did with Lukaku and, and Sanchez where... It was almost like a permanent loan, if that makes sense, which it doesn't. I was thinking... It was initially with Lukaku, wasn't it? A two-year loan yeah. with option, an obligation option, yeah, to yeah. buy. So you have to buy him at the end of the loan spell. So this is basically a way they share the wages out and then eventually the player becomes yours. Would Gareth Bale take a pay cut? I don't know. He was being offered like a million pounds a week to go to China. Well, that was a done deal, supposedly, I mean, in the summer, wasn't at it? At his age, with his injury record, go, he's probably go got the best four, go five years left of his career. Yeah. Best. He'll be retired by 35, Gareth Bale. He will. I'm just convinced of it because his body won't be able to hold up to it. Go to China, make a million pounds mm. a week. He's done everything in the game. He's won Champions Leagues. He's won, what, has he won three Champions Leagues? Yeah. Four? Do you think Real will now sanction that move to China if there's still interest there because it fell through because Real yeah, wanted money, essentially, they, they, and they weren't being offered There's a rebuilding fee. job going on there, so they'll they'll need to make way. Get him off the wages. They, yeah, get him off the wages. I think, I think that's... I've, they said in the summer it was a perfect move for everybody. Mm. Bale, Real Madrid if he moves to China, it didn't happen. But in terms of somebody like Gareth Bale going back to Tottenham, I feel like it always smells of desperation from both sides when old players get reunited with their old clubs. It just just feels desperate. Yeah, never go back. If you're being offered at 30 years old, having won four Champions Leagues, you've done it in the Premier League, to then go to China and make, we're talking £1 million a week. Mm. Now, I know... Money doesn't really matter in football because footballers always have enough money to, to get by at this level. But would you not do that? I don't know. I see this from both because sides. Because people say, oh, you're ruining your career. What What, what is there to ruin? It's, it's He's impo- won four it's, Champions League. It's impossible for us in our situation to put no. ourselves into that world where we can imagine that kind of money and also can imagine ourselves with the gifts that would be required it's, to play It's like what level. Rio Ferdinand says. What do you want to be remembered as? Someone like, you know... Harry Kane, who stays at Tottenham and maybe doesn't win anything, but he becomes a club legend and he, you know, he's revered by the supporters, becomes a record goal scorer at Tottenham. 
or do you do what Rio did himself and go to Manchester United um, and try and win trophies? Uh, mm. uh, you know, it's like, what do you look back on at the end of your career? I, th- I think apart from the injuries, Bale, everybody will look back on Bale's career as a massive success. Yeah. I don't think that's ever in doubt. No one's going to so, go, no one's going to go, oh, Bale went to China. Everything he's done in the past has no. been totally discounted. Javi. <laughs> is managing Al Nasser or something in Qatar. But is you know, he, he's one of the best midfielders ever. But does he take that jump now? Because players do. Like, look at Oscar when he went from Chelsea over to China and disappeared. Yep. That was it. And that was at the age of 26, was he, when he went over there from Chelsea? It was Chelsea? 60 million quid as well. Yeah, but then it's kind of like, do, do, does Bale make that choice now? Is that option still going to be there in two I mean, years' time? Ba- Bale's 30 years old. As the type of quick winger he was kind of defender turned winger turned more attacking mm. player as a kind of player that relies on pace and getting around people at the age of 30 that's on a decline mm. so go it's, to china and just enjoy your football it's for just a few years. it's just his injuries and i guess i'm going to contradict my own point here but you, you look <laughs> at someone like frank ribery who's still playing in Serie A yeah. at 38 yeah. or whatever his age is and still doing well who's he gone to he's at fiorentina is he yeah and he's, wow. he's scoring goals as well Fair he's playing play really well he got player of the month i think for september wasn't there a rumor he was going to come to villa in the summer oh maybe well? i'm pretty but, sure i heard that but leaked. frank ribery aging older than gareth bale still doing it in yeah. europe's top five leagues so there is an argument against it Right, let's move on because this has all been a uh, aperitif compared to the main course that is (laughs) Instagate. Rebecca Vardy versus Colleen Rooney. I'm not sure how you can have missed this story, but let me wrap it up succinctly. It is basically on the back pages of all the paper. Yesterday, Colleen Rooney posted an Instagram post that said for years a mystery person had been leaking stories from her Instagram into the sun. I'm going to read the full post to give it its full impact and effect. We'll we'll add some dramatic music to this afterwards, (laughs) all right? So, the post read, I'm not going to do a Scouse accent, so I'll save you that embarrassment. For a few years now, someone who I trusted to follow me on my personal Instagram account has been consistently informing The Sun newspaper of my private posts and stories. There's been so much information given to them about me, my friends and my family without my permission or knowledge. After a long time of trying to figure out who it could be for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram stories. She's some sort of detective here. (laughs) Except one account. Those are my private accounts, maybe wondering why they haven't seen my stories for a while. Over the last five months, I posted a series of false stories to see if they made their way into the Sun newspaper. And you know what? They did. The story about gender selection in Mexico, the story about returning to TV, and the story about the basement flooding in my new house. It's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comments at all, especially when these stories are Gender selection in Mexico. (laughs) However, I have to, and now I know for certain which account individually it came from. It's getting tense This now, is the right? best bit. This it's is getting the best tense. Bit. I saved and screenshotted all the original stories which clearly show just one person has viewed them. It's... dot, 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 dot. Rebecca Barber. I tell you what, I felt like I was in an audio book then. Bedtime oh, <laughs> so, stories with Jim but, featuring I mean, Rebecca you know, I, I wish I had that much time on my hands. I mean, she, that, that's unbelievable. She's gone to a lot of effort yeah. there to oust the leak. I mean, it's fair all play everyone to has Colleen, been talking eh? about yesterday. Rebecca Vardy, her name was mentioned on Twitter over <laughs> 50,000 times yesterday. The highlight of the whole story is the hashtag that's been trending, Wagatha Christie, which is <laughs> absolutely oh, genius. Very quickly, I mean... 
it's hard to find footballing merit in here, particularly as Vardy and Rooney have yeah. both kind of left the England setup. Yeah. Potentially, it could mean that's it for Vardy. Yeah. Southgate did say you're welcome back, but maybe now that's maybe, less of an issue. Maybe it's led us to why he might have retired. I'm not saying he retired from international football because yeah. of his because of his wife's antics. Well, there were rumours there's, about that. There was there was there was a back page headline on the i newspaper from 2016, which resurfaced in the light of this scandal on Twitter. And uh, it said Rooney and Vardy don't get on and mm. that they had a training ground bust up. Um, what that was to do with, we, we don't know. But obviously their wives did get on before this incident. What I would say to Stefan for giving Colleen Rooney all the credit, and everyone's giving Colleen Rooney, Rooney all the credit for her detective work. The <laughs> no, real no, hero. No, I'm not having that. I am the, not giving Colleen real, Rooney any credit for anything. The real hero You're and the real detective in this situation is a guy on Twitter by the name of at dbuzz89, when Colleen Rooney tweeted in January, it's happened several times now over the past couple of years, it's sad to think someone who I've accepted to follow me is betraying for either money or to keep a relationship with the press. dbuzz89 replied, make a false story, tell people different things, see which one comes out, equals finding the culprit. Oh, she's so the idea. that's got 2.1k retweets and 11k likes on Twitter. And he's changed his name to Detective Dave. Love Good it. on him. Love and he it. says, poker player, Manchester United fan and detective who recently solved the Colleen Rooney versus Rebecca Vardy case. <laughs> there you go. That's why so the not... real credit is Detective, detective Dave, Dave on That's Twitter. why if you're not on Twitter, you should get on Twitter. And if you are on Twitter, make sure you follow at the Sports Social. I think the best comment on this one, on. I'm, I'm re- last week's, uh, last week's um, podcast that we did highlights a point that I hate all this Twitter stuff. Oh, to yeah, do you, with football. you don't like I, social media. I hate it, yeah. right? But... To be fair, there's one guy called Luda Vizzle who I screenshotted this yesterday. Uh, he said, Hi, Rebecca Vardy. Can you let me know if this outing will affect Jamie's head going into the game next week for fantasy football? I feel it might be best if I take him out. So get Kieran on the job. There you go. Our <laughs> fantasy football expert. He's taking a break this week. He'll be back next week ahead of the new round of fantasy football. I think we'll leave Vardy versus... Uh, I'll tell you what I want to see now, Jim. Really I want to see Derby County draw Leicester in the FA Cup <laughs> in well, a few weeks' time. Who knows? When that draw's fight. made. Wayne Rooney, Rooney might... versus Vardy on the pitch. Let's make it happen. Rooney might not have even signed for Derby. It could have been a fake story planted, <laughs> planted by Rooney. Who knows? We just don't know. Right, let's wrap up. One little bit of news. We don't really need to comment massively on this, but we've just heard that Wolves' next game in the Europa League will be played behind closed doors. Yes. Slova and Bratislava have been punished for racist chanting. Second time this has happened to them. They've had two games behind closed doors before. They're going to let in supporters that are under 14, but no one else into the stadium. And it's, I mean, it's quite a nice touch, that. And I kind of like the fact we've had loads of talk about racism in European football, particularly recently. Very little action being taken. So actually, you're for doing something positive and going, right, you will be punished from this. The fans who are conducting the racist behaviour are being punished rather than necessarily the club getting a fine, which doesn't really affect fans. Well... You say it doesn't affect fans, and this is where I'm going to sound really harsh now. Go on. I feel sorry for Wolves fans. They've waited ages and ages and ages to get up into the Premier League, and now they get up into Europe, and they have one of their away days taken away from them. How many many Wolves fans were going to go to Slovakia? A a few. A hundred percent. On a Thursday, you can do a weekend. It's a different for a Champions League mm. where you get to take a Tuesday and Wednesday off work for a Thursday, take a Thursday, Friday off work, you fly there, have the weekend in Slovakia. By all accounts, Bratislava is meant to be an amazing city. I'm looking forward to going. I'm going there in March, so I'm looking forward to going there. Great place now, honestly. I'm excited for it, I must, must say. This isn't a travel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel so sorry for Wolves fans. 
But and, it has and now, to be done. It has to be done. It has to be done. And I, I get both sides of the story, but I feel sorry for Wolves fans. Some of them would have booked this. In sure, surely it would be a bigger punishment to Bratislava just to allow Wolves fans in. But yeah, you can't that'd police be, that. That'd be you tough can't, to play You can't police game. that properly, though, can you? If you go to any football stadium, just, you just get opposition say, have you, fans have, in have there. Have you got a Wolverhampton go accent? A... <laughs> if so, you're in. <laughs> what about all these Slovakian-based Wolves fans, though? <laughs> <laughs> How do you solve but that problem? Do you, do you see my point of view there? I do I, completely. I, I, I yeah. totally feel for the Wolves fans who would have been yeah, it's rubbish. Slovakia it's away, Bratislava away. What an amazing away day, along with Braga uh, and Besiktas. So they've got to go to Istanbul, Portugal that. and Slovakia. I totally condemn racism. I'm not saying that it sh- they shouldn't have been not played behind closed doors because I was told about this a few weeks ago and someone said that the game might be played behind closed doors because of a, a racist incident. And I totally I totally side with the, the harshness of the punishment. Mm. I just feel that it's just unfortunate for Wolves. I feel for their supporters because it's If you're unlucky. a Wolves fan, would you just go anyway? Remember England um, had to play a game behind closed doors against Croatia a yeah. few years back and the England fans just went anyway and just got on a really high hill yeah. so they <laughs> could just see that like, corner of the pitch. I, I, think, I think you would. I think, I, you I would think it, it's fan. the yeah. only effective way to punish a fan base, though, is to stop them going to games. Yeah, but it's harsh to punish Wolves. It is. But when I, it's not their also fault. Also unavoidable at the same time. Yes, agreed. Right, we're going to wrap up there. That is Football Social Daily, your only Premier League podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you get the next show as soon as it's available. That'll be tomorrow. We'll be looking ahead to England's next qualifying game in the Euro 2020. Stefan, Nar, thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers Jim. We'll see you next time. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.